Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for assistance. And Joe and I are thrilled to be here today. And uh, I am still here in uh, Florida, Hollywood, Florida in the US. Uh, and you may be able to hear from my voice that I'm a little bit croaky today. And that's because my one-year-old grandson decided to generously share his cold with me. So, um, as they do. So, unfortunately, I get it worse than he did. So... There we go. So how are you, Joe? Um, I'm much better after my cold. So, um, yeah, feeling back on top of it. I had a, a very nice day out last week. Um, I went to Birmingham. Oh, what were you doing there? It, I went to do some GDPR training with a charity, mental health charity in, in Birmingham, which was really lovely. A couple of hours workshop with their team. And it was nice to be back in the room with people yeah and um do you know as much as it was a really long day by the time you'd done the trains it was so nice to be doing train travel again I mean it's it's such a long time since I've done that you know because living in London I commuted on the tube yeah I got on a train I had breakfast on the train and um yeah, it was a short walk from New Street to where I was delivering. So I got out in the fresh air. Lovely day. Yeah. And lots no. of great people. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds like such fun. Yeah. I, I like the trains. I like the trains. And when I was in the UK and delivering training for clients all over the country, um, obviously, obviously, often it would be by train um, and I learned to book well ahead and I would always book a first class ticket because you can get really good deals on first class tickets which means you get a proper seat with a table yes. and you get service to your chair and it just it. makes you feel amazing. Well it, it was nice I mean because you know I got up at 4am which sounds extraordinary Ooh. yeah um, and I was in um I was in Houston for, um, what was it, six quarter past six in the morning to pick up my um, tickets and get to the train, get myself settled. And there it was with this table and this very nice young lady came over. Do you like your breakfast? Oh, breakfast. Thank you. <laughs> and, and so I didn't, I didn't have to hurtle. You know when the yeah. train is like chuggling around and, and get myself to... Um, uh, it's always the carriage that's the furthest from where you sit. Yeah. But no, they just brought it to me. And I always admire how effortlessly they make it. You know how they kind of glide down <laughs> and they, you're sort of wobbling like this and they just don't seem to... No, they have they have their, their train legs, don't they? They have their train legs. Yes. Anyway, so today we are recording an episode which will go out in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, it's all about branding today. And we're going to be talking to the very lovely Heather Boudor. I think that's how we pronounce her surname. But I will be asking her when she comes in shortly. I'm looking forward to this very much because I think branding is a really important topic. And um, it's something that 
we don't think enough about, in my opinion, because the brand, what people see, you've only got a couple of seconds to make that first impression. And your brand is your first impression that people see of you. So I think it's really important. Now, obviously, when we start out in business, we can't all afford to go and get branding specialist or a graphic designer to design things for me. And we may not even know at that point what our brand stands for. Um, and uh, I mean, I've changed my brand a couple of times over my long time in business and um, it's an evolving thing. So I think it's going to be a really interesting chat today with Heather. And uh, I'm sure we both have lots of questions for her when she comes in. So I think without any further ado, we better go queue up and, and go and welcome her. See you in a moment. Welcome back, listeners. And we've now been joined by the lovely Helen Boudour. And we have uh, established how Helen's surname is actually said. Heather. Um, Heather. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. I'm having a moment. You'll have to put it down to my cold. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to blame my cold. I'm going to blame my cold. I don't know what, what's got into me today. Anyway. Oh dear, Heather. There we go. <laughs> Heather, Heather, it's Heather we're talking. Heather Boudour. Um, Heather, do you want to tell our listeners who you are and, and a bit of an introduction to yourself and kind of how you got to be doing what you do and, and why you love it? Um, thank you for having me. Firstly, um, yeah, I'm one of these. I count my, one of these people. I count myself as quite lucky that I knew from quite an early age what I wanted to do. Um, so I did art and design at college after I left school. Um, went on to do a graphic design and com visual communications degree, and I absolutely loved it. Mm. And I knew then that I wanted to be a graphic designer. Um, I worked in house in education and charity for quite a few years, and then in 2012. I left my full-time job and I was just going to take two or three months out to just um, reset, figure out what my next steps were. I wasn't quite sure which direction I wanted to go to, go into. And I referred to myself as becoming accidentally freelance because <laughs> um, people started giving me work and I thought, oh, well, you know, I've got this time and I'll do this. So actually, I never actually got the two or three months out to figure out what I was going to do. And um, I became a freelance designer. Um Fast forward a few years, I've had um, two children since then. I've got two little girls who are three and seven. Um, and yeah, I've been freelancing all the way through that. But it was probably about two years ago that I realised my business wasn't where I wanted it to be. I probably wasn't even referring to it as a business. I was just saying I was a freelancer. Um, and I realised part of that issue was a kind of chronic lack of self-confidence in terms of sort of selling myself, getting work in you know, all of those self-promotion things that you have to do to run a business. Um, and that was quite painful because I realised it was me that was the problem and I was going to have to do the work to figure it out. And I just got a bit fed up of seeing other people's businesses thrive and kind of trying to figure out why mine wasn't doing that. So it was actually a massive light bulb moment and really helpful because since then I've done lots of work on visibility, um, my self-confidence, done lots of courses in terms of just promotion. Um, and now I'd say, yeah, I've got a really thriving business that I absolutely love. Um, and I guess I've pivoted a bit to kind of realize that um, I'm a brand designer and I use a kind of coaching style with my clients. So there's more to it than the sort of assets you get at the end, your kind of logo and your color palette. There's a massive big process we go through. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. That sounds fabulous. That sounds fabulous. And I love the fact that you, you got there and the, the fact of being an accidental freelancer, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> 
and uh, and how you kind of and that realization also about about your business i think that's that's really an interesting point for our listeners um a lot of vAs who start out won't have a lot of self confidence about those things about putting themselves out there and marketing themselves they're very good at marketing other people because yeah. that might be what they've been taken on to do but then they have to realize they have to market is a hard thing to do as well it's hard yeah and i think that's how i often relate to my clients is you know i run my own business i only um i should have probably mentioned this i work with female business owners and entrepreneurs um and so i think there's just a lot that i can relate to with them yeah. things i've either been through and i've kind of managed to um overcome or just issues I find I found a lot of female business owners tend to struggle with similar things Um, a lot of that can I think can be around pricing it can be about over servicing your clients um, that kind of stuff and so I feel like my clients and I can really connect in that sense and that's where I say my coaching style comes in because I am going to be your biggest cheerleader and want the best for you (laughs) and you know kind of push you out of your comfort zone I guess a bit and hopefully by the end of it, I think there'll be like a renewed confidence and um, renewed ambition and just wanting to get out there and kind of be bigger and yeah. do more and grow, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Have you got any anything to, to jump in at all, Joe? We're both listeners. If you're listening, you won't see. But if you're on YouTube, you will see that we have both been sitting here nodding our heads wildly <laughs> while while Heather has been talking um so joe you've been nodding your head wildly do you want to say yeah, well, anything at this point there, there, there's so there's so many things that you say that i think are relatable to all of us when we go through that startup process of thinking will somebody buy from me and you know can i do this and why would anybody want me when so and so's work is so much better than mine and, and all of those you know, particularly I would guess in the more beautiful aspects of work, like design, you know, I mean, not many people want GDPR, so (laughs) they they tend to go the opposite direction. I've been very flippant there, but you can see there's a, there's a functional and a, people want beautiful graphics and, and that kind of thing. And so what would your tips be to somebody starting out you know and and thinking about I need a logo or something what would you where would you go to from a a startup point of view startup yeah um I think historically I thought that um it was a bit of a wild idea to start a business without a brand in place um but actually as the last couple of years I think as my business has changed and I've worked with more people I've kind of got to the point um, where I think sometimes done is better than perfect. Oh, totally. And I think there's so many things as somewhat, so many things to think about as you're launching a business. And I think it'd be so scary. You've got self-doubt. You've got the worry that it won't work. Am I going to get paid? Am I going to earn it? All of these things going on. And I think sometimes just getting yourself out there and getting launched is the very best thing you can do. And mm-hmm. if that means you've done a logo in Canva by yourself, then I totally applaud that. As long as once your business is growing and you've got the clients coming in, that then you sort of get to that point. I think most people get there naturally a year, two years down the line. They think actually my business is really thriving here or maybe it isn't doing as well as I want it to do. Um, I'm really professional. I do a great job and I want my brand to 
articulate that to people. Mm. So sometimes I think if you've got the budget at the beginning, great. And if you've got it figured out who you are and want to be, but sometimes I do think there is that space a year or two in where, yeah, there's that kind of, I think naturally I'm finding with my clients a point where they say, hmm, yeah, I kind of want to be here. And I feel like my visuals are here. Yeah. So there's like a bit of a disparity. And I think that's, I actually love working with people at that point. Yeah. It, I, I love, yeah, oh, go on. Sorry, no, go on, I was going to say, it's also about, I think, and I didn't, when I first started out, I had an idea, but I didn't understand branding. So for me, it was like, yeah, you just get a logo. And then I had this conversation with a branding consultant who talked about, well, how does your brand reflect your values and how does it reflect what your business does, who it does it for, and all those, those kinds of questions. And I think that's really difficult, you know, if you if you're not if you're not part of that world. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I, I came from a very technical and project-focused background. And when somebody said to me, and it was this branding consultant, she said, when you think of your business, what animal do you think of? What qualities does that animal bring? And she was trying to get me to articulate what I thought and felt. It, And I just looked at her and I remember on the Zoom call looking at her thinking, hmm, Are you, mad? you know I'm doing a business about <laughs> GDPR right <laughs> and, and tech was an animal got to do? And, and it took her several kind of iterations of explaining that a cat might give you this vibe if you think your business is like a cat or it's like a racing car or, and and what words would you use to describe that and, and so it's what would your thoughts be around that kind of approach yeah um I haven't ever used the animal analogy for business <laughs> um, personally. So don't worry, I'm not going to make it. And I'm actually thinking, oh, I wonder what animal my business would be. Mm. So that might be an interesting exercise. Um, well, I, whenever I start working with someone, we normally have like an hour long clarity call meeting where I are, if you're going to work with me, you're going to be bombarded with questions. Basically, I want a kind of forensic knowledge of who you are, why you do what you do, how you do it, who your clients are. Um, why they come to you, what problems you're solving and, you know, why are they choosing you over anyone else? So for me, the way I kind of um, approach branding, I think, is we have a massive focus on your audience, you know, because ultimately it's almost like, you know, I've had people come and say, I want this and I want this and I want this. And I say, OK, well, let's look at who your audience are. And that clashes. And I say, well, you can have that, but you're not going to necessarily attract the people yeah. who want to come into your business so it's like a real good real fine balance of making sure the brands I create are inspiring to the the business owner they want to share them they're proud of them they're confident but also it we really need it to connect and resonate with your audience and we want it to kind of still feel relatable for the people that are already there and start attracting new people and mm. you know grow it and stuff does that answer the question yeah yeah, it, 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 I think it's just interesting. It's a different. I mean, it's a whole alien science to me. Uh, <laughs> I, I just find it really interesting that the different approaches to brand. 
Well, yeah, what yeah. do you think, Shelley? Well, I started out when I went freelance from my, I was employed as a, I'm an IT trainer, not a virtual assistant, as our listeners know. So when I left employment and started as a freelance trainer, I had the business name that I wanted. I'd worked with a business coach to flesh out all those kind of things. Yeah. And then I went to a graphic design company who I was recommended to. And I said, OK, this is this is the brand create it for me uh, and they created me the most fantastic imagery I still love it except it was magenta pink um, I had said to uh, Adam who was doing it I said look Adam this brand is blue he said are you sure I said yeah it's blue I am absolutely adamant I love blue it's blue I didn't know why it was blue it just in my head it was blue he didn't any combination of blue that he presented to me didn't work and I think he did right. that on purpose <laughs> I think he did that on purpose I still do possibly yeah yeah he wanted it to be something other than blue to stand out I think and I had the option between an ochre yeah a really lovely yellow or this magenta pink and the company I just left was yellow so I couldn't be yellow because it would have been taking as if I'm copying and I didn't want yeah. to be doing that so I went with the pink well, I loved it at first but eventually I had my colors done by the house of color this is about 15 years ago now and realized that pink was making me look ill because I used to wear a pink jacket I used to dress to my brand I used to wanted to be associated with it because I loved the images I had this little he made an eye as a person so I had like a block eye with a little head and he had a, a teacher's hat on and a wand, like a wand to talk or a laptop. And it was just brilliant, but it didn't, it no longer worked for me. And then I went to a brand consultant, a brand specialist who I was recommended to. And we did, I think it was five coaching calls. I was a series, it was over five or six weeks and I had homework to do each week. <laughs> and as you said, it was very uncomfortable, some of it, and I had to get, uh, 10 people to describe me in they all had to give 10 words that they wow okay describe me yeah. and then we put them all into a word anyway we figured out which ones came out top uh, and then um ruth her name was ruth uh she went away and she came back with the psychology of color and we looked at what the words that described me what colors they were associated with it was really scientific and uh, i got honesty and trustworthy kind of and that's blue uh, which is interesting that I had always thought the brand was blue somewhere. Uh, and then fun was the other one. And that, I, that, so I wanted yellow, but the yellow didn't work with the blue we chose. So we ended up with the orange, but that's kind of an iteration, but, but, and we also changed the name slightly at that point. Um, so that was when I had, it was started out as the training surgery became the IT training surgery when it went from pink to blue, so it was different. And then uh, pink to orange, really. And then now I'm tomorrow's VA because I sold that business. Uh, but I worked with the same graphic designer and I said, look, I love the colors, let's stick with it. But yeah. do, And that's how we ended up with Veronica the frog and she's orange and green and blue. So <laughs> that's my story. Yeah. So I totally resonate with what you're saying. I think it's so important um, to do yeah, that. And also I think, you know, every brand design you're going to go to is going to have a different style, a different way of approaching it. And I think that's where I, I love now that most people do a call or they do some yeah. sort of, you know, meet at the beginning. And I think that's a chemistry meeting as much as yeah. anything else. You know, if, if I meet with someone and, you know, sometimes there may be, it proves that they're not ready to take the next step or, 
you know they just think actually it's a different direction yeah. that's absolutely fine like I love those calls and I think um I think the best work comes when you're ready for it and I think you know you, and also mm. I think there's an element of having time for it as well yes. you know it is an involved process it's I don't I don't just design you a logo and a color palette. You're going to get everything. We're going to look at photography style, illustration. We're going to look at your tone of voice. We can look at how you write about things. Um, yeah, so look good. at all of these sort of, you know, wherever you show up, if it's your website, Instagram, um, if you're in an actual bricks and mortar shop, I want to make sure that everywhere you show up, it's consistent and recognizable. You want your clients to know it's you and you want people to recognize you for all the right reasons, you know? Yeah. So it's the whole, it's the whole shebang really. Um, and so yeah it does take time and I think it's like it's a financial commitment it's a time mm. commitment but it's also a massive investment in the business and I do think once what I tend to see with my clients once they've done that there is that almost like renewed vigor to like yeah, yeah I'm yeah. getting out there and it's and also it just gives you another thing I guess another way of communicating with the audience you know you've got yeah. all these new ideas I think that we've come up with during the process yeah I think um, that's brilliant that's one brilliant. of the questions I always wonder is You've done your conversation with me, right? Yep. You've taken hundreds of notes. You know <laughs> the kind of person I am. You know who I want to work with, all that stuff. Yeah. You then look at a blank piece of paper <laughs> or your computer screen. How do you take all that waffle that I've just downloaded onto your plate and then turn it into some form of image, whatever that might be? And, awesome. and it, it, it just... How do you do that? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, firstly, I asked you loads of questions in that first meeting. So all mm. of the questions I've asked, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this for about 17 or 18 years. So, you know, I've learned the questions I, you know, I've learned the hard way that I'm years ago in the middle of a project and think, I don't know what that thing is, you know. So every project I do, I'm learning more and more. Mm. So we have that meeting. I ask you loads of questions. Um, and then you will get a brand questionnaire a brand analysis questionnaire for me which may in some senses feel like we're I'm repeating my questions but I think there's a process of actually thinking about it and writing it down um which sort of helps you get it out in an almost yeah. in a different way um and then we have um I'm gonna sound a bit weird now but I'm a really visual person so often when you are downloading that stuff on me. I'm already seeing in my head what it could look like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a meeting last week with a client. I said, oh, I don't want to sound weird, but I'm seeing this in my head. And it's when I see it in my head immediately that I know it's going to be a, a really good project. You see, this uh, is really... Sometimes, sometimes, I mean, it does sound a bit nuts, but I'm visualising it, you know, I'm in my head. And then, and then I go to a um, layout pad with a pen and I scribble all those ideas down and there's notes and I write lots down. And then I do all the layout, you know, all the scribbles on the thumbnails. Some of them I'm just like, that's terrible. But then I go onto the screen. So it's quite a big process before I get onto the screen. And then I get onto the screen and I start translating all my scribbles into kind of, you know, digital files. And some of them are hideous. And you just think, oh, that's never going to work. And you throw them out. But then there's the ones that... Yeah. You know, you know, they've got legs and you push them and push them and push them until you either know it's going to work or, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because when I finished this, this branding process with Ruth, 
she didn't do the graphic design. She then handed me off with a, an amazing PowerPoint presentation, which basically summarized the whole thing. And yeah. it was a brief. It was basically a brief for a graphic designer. And she recommended the person who I still work with about 15 years later. Um, he does all my design. If I need anything, I go back to him because he knows my business as well yeah. as I do. And he, he gets immediately what, what I want. And I was able to give him this presentation. We had a face-to-face -face meeting and a chat and he came back with logos and color palettes, you know, quite fast because he had everything there. And he didn't give me a million things to choose from. He gave me two or three things that obviously he thought were his best things yes. from that and that was just a brilliant process so I think it's a really worthwhile process because it it really does solidify what you're doing for yourself yeah yeah I think it does and I think you know when you're when you're when someone's asking you loads of questions about your business people people may never have asked you those questions yeah. before um and also lots of people I work are kind of solo entrepreneurs so they don't have someone's bounce ideas yeah. around so often those meetings we have are very much about oh we could do this we could you know that's the direction we could go in um but yeah I mean also as part of every client um at the end of the project they have their assets you know they're kind of I don't know their logos and their submarks and the color palette and all of that sort of stuff um but I also put together a brand document which sounds a little bit like what you got so for me with my clients it's quite a lengthy document it's a pdf it has all your logo files in, it has your color palette, but it has photography style. If you've got icons, I show you how they look best. I do mock-ups of how business cards could look, how packaging could look. Wow. I want that document to just be, and I always include a mood board as well. So it's kind of just giving you the sense of, you know, who yeah. you are and how you should look. Um, so yeah, I want to make sure that when my clients you know zip off at the end of a project with their assets and with you know everything we've learned together they're kind of prepared and they've got the knowledge to to kind of make the most of it that's something I've learned along the way is that I used to do a much smaller document yeah and I was thinking well why why have they done that or why is that color a bit off or and then I'm thinking ah, okay they just don't know and sometimes you don't know what you don't know yeah. either do you so for me it's just trying to make sure that they are armed with everything they're going to need to know to make the most of it that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That's one thing I didn't get. So I shall suggest that. I shall suggest that. To Paul. <laughs> um, no, I think I think that's that's uh, that, that's a brilliant thing because it does help. I, I worked for one of my clients since 2002 and just until last year, funnily enough, was Heritage Lottery Fund. And I've worked with them for a very long time. When I first went to work with them, we were teaching them Word and teaching them styles and templates and all of those lovely, lovely things. <laughs> and so uh, they handed me this beautiful, glossy printed book, which was their brand guideline, which every member <laughs> of staff received. And it was incredible. It had all those things that you're just mentioning was in this glossy I mean they wouldn't do it now because you wouldn't waste the paper and the ink on it but it was a glossy magazine type book it was it was fabulous but there was no doubt about how you addressed your emails how you addressed um, a letter to uh, somebody applying for a grant or somebody complaining about something or whatever it was it was all detailed there about a tone of voice and all the different colors and when you use this palette and when you use that one and that was makes life so much easier 
Yeah, exactly. And I think I realised that, you know, you can do the work for me, but if you don't have the kind of know-how to put that into action, it's not an investment that was worth making. Um, And one of the things I've found, probably I started off in this this year, was translating how your brand could work on your Instagram Mm. feed. And so that's a kind of service I now offer. And it's actually been really, really popular. And I love doing it because... I love putting mood boards together. That's just something I love doing. And I kind of feel like um, visually Instagram is, I guess, like a big mood board, really. But it obviously, you know, it's not just about the images. It's about your content, your call to action. So, yeah, that was one area where I'd kind of noticed that "Mm, the brand's looking good on the website, but the Instagram isn't. That's not clicking right. So then I was like. talking about like the nine box the pattern thing? Yeah. So basically just talking about branded like. Um, well it's kind of both so basically my the Instagram I offer is I don't sort of I don't teach you how to do Instagram or I don't post you know social media mentors the social media managers that can do that but I basically translate how your brand looks and sounds into your Instagram so you'll get a mood board um, and then I also um, then go into Canva and set up all your brand assets for you and set up lots of templates so that you can go forward you know what you're doing yeah so that's just another way of making sure it's all consistent and it's all showing up well wherever you are I guess that's that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant because I've noticed um I don't know if you've noticed this Joe and 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 you Heather as well um a lot more um people are now messaging me via Instagram who previously might have messaged me through Facebook and it's mm. really interesting. I'm, you know, people that I'm connected with on LinkedIn and I'm not connected with on Facebook, all of a sudden they're connecting with me on Instagram mm. um, and talking about, oh, yeah, I saw that in your feed. So I think that's 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 really important. I don't do my feed. My lovely VA Zeta does my feed. And I think she does a great job for me. She just uses my colors and she uses her yeah. own ideas. And and it's uh, it's fine. We, we did have a lot of orange at the beginning and then we decided that the orange was too shouty. So we now use <laughs> the turquoise from the amazing as the, kind of the main color, which is much more calm than the orange. <laughs> Although we have orange sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I post lots of other stuff when it's not work related. I post like the personal stuff in there, which isn't branded, but that shows the other side of you when you're yeah, yeah. on social media. It's I think especially bit. if you're yeah, especially if you're sort of you are the face of your business. I think yeah. it's important that you show up and show up as yourself. Yeah. Um I think it's so. I think I don't know. I think, you know, I I probably on my grid, I probably post more work stuff um, on my stories. It's more my day to day. I don't know. I might put silly things about my kids on there or whatever. But I I feel like that's part of yeah. who I am. You know, if you're going to yeah. work with me, you're, you're, we're going to get to know each other. You're going to kind of know these things. So I think it sort of helps in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if people are going to work with me, they know I travel a lot because we have children in three different countries. Yeah. Grandchildren yeah. in three countries. So we end up traveling and renting office space all over the place in order to do the work. But that's just in this wonderful virtual world, it can be done. Yeah. Amazing. The laptop yeah. lifestyle. It's not as great <laughs> as being in my office. I have to admit, I prefer to be in my office, but it's it can be done. Joe, have you got any other questions for Heather? Or, or thoughts no but I, I i love the idea of the the whole instagram piece that <laughs> sounds very exciting yeah. uh, but then you know i'm someone who kind of finds it all a bit too much <laughs> anything that looks like pictures and no 
Um, so, yeah, that sounds very exciting to me that you could make my grid look a bit zhuzhy. Um, yeah. But also it's about, um, for me as well, it's about putting all the stuff in Canva because, again, I don't want it just, oh, I've designed this stuff for you. You've got my favourite that... piece of software. I know. I've, I've listened to a few podcasts and I know you're not keen on Canva. <laughs> um, but yeah, You can always use PowerPoint. That... Yeah, like basically doing templates so that you can carry on with it, you know. That that that's what I guess I want to do is just equip people to carry yeah. on doing what we've worked on. Otherwise it it falls flat, doesn't it? Okay. I like the idea of templates that I could give to somebody to do for me. Yeah, I have that for my testimonials. I had uh, I had the, one of our early guests, Stephanie Weeham. Um, mm, she yes. did me um, my testimonials. They're in three different colours. The, the match the branding, and they're in Canva. And we just fill the fill in the blanks, um, yeah, and then yeah. we can save them and post them. And I now download them and put them into PowerPoint and and create presentations with them. So I just have fun like that. But hey, you know, we all yeah. do different things. I know it's not your cup of tea, Joe. We've the thing is this is the beauty of the world isn't it not everybody loves canva not everybody understands pictures and pretty <laughs> things but not everybody does what i do and that's lovely, exactly. isn't it yeah and that's i'm brilliant good. yeah oh, yeah, I was I was gonna say that's yeah go the on great thing about vas generally yeah. is that it's really opened my eyes to the fact that i don't have to do everything in my business yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. I'm by myself, you've got to be your IT team, you've got to, you know, you've got to do everything. And, you know, that is sometimes where I feel really overwhelmed. And I actually really love this idea that people can bring other people on board to kind of do the things that they struggle with or they haven't got time for. Um, and yeah, that's one of my goals in my business for next year is to be at a point where I can have a VA, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant having VAs in your business. Um, it's like just having another pair of hands and, and in this virtual world that we live, um, you don't have to be in the same physical space anymore in order to do this. We've mm -hmm. got Skype for business, we've got Teams, yeah. we've got FaceTime, we've got Facebook Rooms, we've got WhatsApp, we've got all these methods of communication. Um, you know, it, it's it's just brilliant. I love, I've, I've worked with somebody as, a, as an assistant ever since... 2007 I think I, I hired my first VA and the times when I've been without a VA I just can't function I just don't function but I wanted to ask you a really um a, a difficult question and, and feel free not to oh, answer okay. if you want okay no it's it's the price question <laughs> that we've got so we've got VAs listening in and other assistants yeah. who may be thinking of being VAs and thinking oh well I'd really like to do this branding piece before I get started because I love the idea of answering all these questions and all the rest of it yeah. so what sort of um ballpark kind of general pricing is it and you know feel free to say go look at my website if you prefer no no that's this is really interesting because I have um got a business coach this year which has been incredible oh brilliant um and really pushed me pushed my business on um and one of the things I was doing was putting very specific packages on my website so if you just wanted this it's this much if you just want this it's this much and one of the things we realized um, through talking to her, lots of the things that I come out with with her just seem really common sense when she says them. And I feel <laughs> like I never would have seen it myself was that everyone turns up as a unique person, a uni unique business and with unique, you know, someone might need a website, but someone might have already got a website up running. Um, so it's a really hard one to answer without going into those specifics. But mm. I think 
um it is really tricky because it would just depend on what you needed yeah like if yeah. you've already got a brand that you're sort of happy with but you need it sort of like almost like repositioning then that's one sort of thing um but what I would say is I offer a free clarity call it's like an hour we do it on zoom you can book it via my website um and I'm really upfront at that point once we figure out what you need yeah I can be you know completely upfront about the prices mm-hmm. um and then I do a quote for free as well and if at that point it feels too much it you know that's fine um I'm just starting payment plans actually because I'm finding that mm-hmm. that is a massive issue and you know I have that issue. There's so many things I would love to do in my business. And I'm like, oh, I just don't know whether I can make that investment. Um, but also I normally take a 30% deposit at the beginning and then you pay the rest at the end. But if there was a payment plan. Um, so yeah, that is, a. I don't want to be like a politician and not actually answer the question, but it's really difficult without saying exactly mm-hmm. what it is we're going to work yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, I totally accept that. And I think that's a very valid point because, you know, everybody wants to be unique. And uh, so what you're really saying is it's a project price. Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't do an hourly price. I don't do yeah. days. I do a project price. Yeah, no, um, that, that, my, that was kind of where I was, what I was looking for. Yeah, it's a project price and it's very much tailored to where you are. And also, I think, you know, these things tend to be dynamic, don't they? We can yeah. sort of say, right, we're going to do this and this. And as we go along, I think, oh, actually, some brand icons would be amazing here that I'd really like, you know, really help your socials or yeah. really help your. So we kind of add things along. But um, yeah, so I do. I do a really detailed quote. Um, I probably spend way too long doing quotes for people than I should do. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be open to people. If it gets to the point where at that point it's not for you, that's absolutely fine. Like, I'm happy yeah. to have gone yeah. through that process. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. Okay, now that, that's absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know about you, Joe, but I've loved, to, well, I love all my, I love all our episodes, honestly. I'm going to say this every week. Um, <laughs> I just love chatting to all our wonderful guests. So thank you very much, Heather, for being our guest today. And uh we will put all of your details on the web page that goes with this podcast episode on the Tomorrow's VA website. So you'll be Thank able you. to find all Heather's details, how to get in touch with her and book her or whatever you want to do. So we'll pop that all on there. Uh, and this episode goes out. I forgot to look it up. So I'm just going to see when it goes out. It will be going live on the 8th of November. So two weeks time. So um, you'll be able to see that all over the place, um, shared by the lovely Zita everywhere. Wonderful. (laughs) I don't have to do it. I've got too much other stuff to do. I've got so much to do when I get back home. It's kind of piling up, piling up all the things that I need to do. So thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks, Joe, again. Thank you for having me. It was Um, brilliant to chat. That was really good fun. That's great. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. And Joe and I just had that lovely, lovely chat with Heather Boudor. And I don't know about you, but I thought that was a real cracker of an interview. What do you think, Joe? Yes, and um, I have since looked at her Instagram, and her grid is just so pretty. I know that's what I call aspirational <laughs> on the on the pretty front, but it's not my thing. <laughs> well, I don't think, you know, I think as we were saying, we were, and when we finished the interview, uh, listeners, we, we were just generally chatting and we were agreeing. And we may have even said it when we were chatting with Heather online that not everybody can do everything and we're not all the same. And part of your brand actually is you. Um, and that has to come across as well. So, you know, for you, Joe, it would be, I think, really wrong for you to have like an airy, fairy, floaty, designery 
brand because that's not yeah. you you're, no. you're technical you're logical you're project fo focused you're results driven so your brand needs to reflect that yeah um so you know it's it's um horses for courses really isn't it, it, it oh it absolutely is and i don't i don't feel you know but i do look at these beautiful grids and i just think Oh, that is so yeah. pretty. And then I think about the amount of work that goes into them, Shelley. And then I think about my love of Canva, which we all know lots about. And then I think, do you know what? No, not for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, we well, I you know, we have um, um, lovely Zeta has come up with some templates yeah. um, and she just creates stuff. Um, using those templates and it's great also I use um, we've talked about this before but it's actually worth mentioning again because it pops up in groups every so often people ask about a good content scheduler and I use promo republic and I got it on a lifetime deal through AppSumo and every so often it comes up as a lifetime deal on AppSumo and if you see it grab it with both hands and both feet and jump right in it's the most brilliant content scheduler. It, should, it schedules to all platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, anything else you can think of. And you also have a built-in editor. So it has its own kind of Canva built in. It's very similar to Canva, but it isn't Canva. It also has suggestions. So if you're stuck for content, there's a whole wealth of suggestions. It has things like on this day, where you can just mm. pick something and use it, change the branding on it, and then use it as your own. And it's just really good. And the great thing about the way it schedules to Instagram is you can't schedule to Instagram with most schedulers, but you can with Promo Republic. So all of my keyboard shortcuts that go out on Instagram all the time um, or images that go out everything for, for us is scheduled which streamlines our work process um, i have to in, in promo republic approve it you used to have to approve it on your phone so zeta would schedule it for the week um, and let's say there was going to be a post this afternoon i'm in the states mm. it's this afternoon you're in england mm. so it's this evening but let's say there was going to be a post in half an hour i would get a notification pop up on my phone and all i would do would be approve it and then it would get scheduled but they changed it now and I don't have to approve them anymore so oh, it's mine. yeah it's 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 a really good um, piece of software but I love it also for scheduling to inst uh, not just for Instagram but Facebook and to LinkedIn uh, and it just takes the, um, the, the 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 guesswork or the the time element because you can spend a morning batching things up creating you know a month's worth of posts or a week's worth of posts or whatever it is uh, and get them all scheduled up because we all know that we can't all be on every platform all day long because we'd never get any work done if we did that um, no. but we all know as we've just been talking about branding and and it's about putting yourself out there that we have to put ourselves out there if we want to get the work coming in so it's kind of double-edged um sword if you like you have to do it but you can't spend all your time doing it hence having having people do it for you on the one hand and even though Zita can do it all for me um, she can schedule it which also streamlines her process and saves both of us time in the long run and me money because it's not eating into hours that she's going to sit there scheduling every day so um, it, it just works so that yeah promo republic um, there are lots of schedulers out there, but that's the one I, 
I jumped on a long time ago. I use AppSumo quite a lot. Um, a lot of the deals are brilliant. Some are not so wonderful, uh, but a lot of the ones that I've gotten, there's a few that I still use like Book Like a Boss. I got through AppSumo on a lifetime deal and it does and what I, I need. Yeah, it does what I need it to do. And um, Promo Republic and the other one I use a lot is Happy Scribe, which does all my captions. So when I record my training, I can upload the videos to Happy Scribe and get the captions embedded into those videos and then upload them to my course platform. So, um, there, you know, it's, it's worth keeping an eye on those kind of things so that because some of those apps that are offered are going to help you save time you know not everything can be automated but we can automate what we can we can do the things we love doing so yeah uh, so that's and that's that. the whole point isn't it yeah that's the whole point and it really came across that heather loves what she does uh, and she knew from a very young age as well that she wanted to do design and artwork and all of that and that, that's uh, that's that's brilliant so what are you up to for your evening because it's evening for you today joe um i am in meetings until what time are we on now we're five o'clock i'm in meetings until 6 30 i've got one starting at 5 30 to 6 30 um then i'm cooking dinner um and yeah just mm. it's like yeah. a rabbit on a head yeah keep going keep going well we're we're on our uh, last week in Florida now we, we're here until next in fact uh, we'll be we'll be in the air this time next Tuesday we'll be on our way back to Israel I'm not looking forward to the jet lag when I get back it's going to be horrendous but anyway we leave here at 12 o'clock lunchtime on Tuesday and we land at 7 a.m on Wednesday morning in Israel but as far as our body clock's concerned that will be two o'clock in the afternoon because it's seven hour time difference so no It'll be two o'clock in the morning. It'll be two o'clock in the morning for our body clock because we're seven hours. Israel is seven hours. Yeah. No, you see, time different. Time zones not for me. Um, America is seven hours. Florida is seven hours behind Israel. So when we land at seven o'clock in the morning in Israel, it will be two a.m. in the morning as far as our body clocks concerned, and we need to keep going until going to bed at a not too early time. <laughs> Wednesdays and then on third on the Thursday I'm delivering a workshop for smart events on on uh, on outlook so that's going to be quite an interesting uh, return but this afternoon because it's uh, just lunchtime for us here in Florida or for me uh, we are off to the Kennedy Space Center so I'm very excited about this the one thing I wanted to do it's about a two-hour drive from where we're staying um, Florida's a huge huge place and uh, so we're going to drive up there later this afternoon, stay overnight because it's about a four day thing to do it properly or three days. You need three days to do it properly. So uh, but we're only going to spend one day there tomorrow and we'll have had enough by then, I think. So that's I'm quite looking forward to that. So that's a, a day. That's a proper holiday kind of thing to do. Um, so this is the last podcast episode that we'll be recording while I'm here in Florida this time until I come back to visit next year, which we're already planning because the, the thought of leaving the kids is just, I'm starting to well up just thinking about it already. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. I hate it, but hey-ho, it has to be done. 
at least if you have it in the diary for next year there's something to look forward to oh yeah when we're in between we have to go and see our kids in London as well so <laughs> I just want to see my kids <laughs> there's not a lot I can do about it and the grandchildren of course but yeah it's 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 a tough old life but we're very fortunate we're very fortunate that we can get on a plane that we can afford to do it I mean, that's what I work for and uh, and that we can do these things which is uh, which is great so on that note listeners we shall love you and leave you and we shall be back with the next episode which we'll be recording from our normal service which will be resumed as of next week <laughs> see you soon you have been listening to virtually amazing the podcast for virtual assistants with shelly fischel and joe brianti we will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode see you then